Hey everyone, and welcome back to the IPHO podcast. I'm Brian, and currently the Global Regulatory Affairs Fellow at Alexion, AstraZeneca Rare Disease, and I'll be hosting monthly episodes here on the IPHO podcast. My goal is to have guests on every episode that will help me provide you, the listener, with a podcast that can help facilitate professional growth and provide tools that can help you become a successful industry professional. We tackle a variety of subjects here on the IPHO podcast, ranging from preparation for mid-year to how to leverage appy experiences and so much more. I really hope you find these episodes helpful. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. This episode is brought to you by RevHealth LLC, an independently owned, full-service healthcare communications agency that specializes in marketing healthcare products with a special focus on pharmaceuticals. With over 150 experienced team members, including MDs, PhDs, and PharmDs, RevHealth teams work to deliver insightful and meaningful communications that improve the health of patients and the success of partners. Check out more information for this marketing fellowship in the description. Use the online IPHO Fellow Match service to apply. Applications close January 31st, 2023. Welcome back, everyone. Some of you may be wondering, where is Alexi? Who is this person speaking on the other side of the screen? Well, my name is Brian. I'm your new co-host to the IPHO podcast. I'm a Global Regulatory Affairs Fellow at Alexion AstraZeneca Rare Disease. And today I have a really special guest joining us, Akene Arano. Akene, thank you for being on the show today. Right, thank you very much for having me on here, Brian. Yeah, man. Uh, it's been a long time since I spoke to you, so I'm glad we're going to be able to catch up today. Um, if you guys don't know, Akene is a U.S. Oncology Marketing Fellow at Merck. He is a Mercer University College of Pharmacy uh, alum. That's where he got his PharmD. And on today's episode, we're going to talk to Akene about how he was able to leverage some of his APPEs during the fellowship interview cycle, as well as his transition from a student to a pharmaceutical industry professional. So we'll go ahead and dive straight into those questions. So, Akene, let's start by some background on yourself. Um, where are you from, and what made you de- what made you decide to pursue a career within pharmacy? Um, so, my name is Akene Aranu. I'm a U.S. Oncology Marketing Fellow at Merck. I'm originally from Lagos, Nigeria. I moved to California at the age of ten, and uh, I got my biopsychology degree at uh, UC Santa Barbara. Um, one of the biggest things that made me really uh, interested in pharmacy, um, when I was little, I used to be kind of fascinated with how the brain works. Uh, for example, when I had a headache, my mom would give me some type of um, medication and my headache would go away. And I think I just always had that fascination. And then when Michael Jackson died um, back in, I think, 2009, I looked up, you know, what what he died from, the overdose. And that really got me interested in, in pharmacy. And so when I went to when I went to college, I focused on biopsychology, which was a mixture of just like, you know, the psychology and, and biology. And so that was very interesting. And from there, I decided to go into pharmacy school. Um, and I chose Marshall University in Atlanta as my as my place of school. Yeah, and as did I. As you know, we, we went through four years, our Kappa brothers, uh, some history there. So what sorts of activities were you involved? Were you in pharmacy school? And what were your major interests back then? Um. In pharmacy school, well, first of all, before coming to pharmacy school, I, I knew I wanted to go more in the industry route. I was more of a, I want to be in the MSL um, because what happened was after college at UC Santa Barbara, I was able to uh, network my way and I got a job at a uh, at a retail pharmacy. It was actually a privately owned retail pharmacy. I did enjoy myself there, 
Um, I loved working with the team. However, it just felt like it wasn't for me. And then from there, I was able to get an opportunity to shadow somebody at a clinical, um, at a hospital. Um, also realized that hospital was not really for me, but I was still willing to give it a chance. And I did a lot of research before pharmacy school and I found about NSL and I, you know, really got interested in that. So then when I came to pharmacy school, you know, I had sort, sort of a direction. Um, and so I joined organizations such as AMCP, uh, joined IPHO my third year, which is when IPHO came on campus. I joined SNAFA. And I really did a lot of work in AMCP in terms of I was a symposium chair. So um, with that leadership experience there, um, I learned a lot. And uh, that was one of the main things that I did in school. Also took some elective classes that focused on managed care and also focused on um, the pharmaceutical industry. I uh, really learned a lot about medical affairs and regulatory affairs and just learned um, how to work on certain projects. So Mercer really did provide that for us as students uh, back then. And those were the activities that I was able to leverage um, while I was in school. Yeah, and, and I would agree. Um, something that I really harp on with students that I speak to um, or whatever the case may be is that leadership positions within pharmacy school can can show value for those transferable skills that are utilized within the pharmaceutical industry. And like you, you know, I was involved in some of these activities as well in IPHO and AMCP. So those out there, you know, listen to what Akene is saying. It's, it's, it's really important and valuable when you are sitting in these meetings and learning from these industry professionals. So that kind of leads us to our um, topic for this episode, and that's really leveraging APIs. Uh, you briefly mentioned, you know, some of the industry experiences that you had, whether you were an intern or an extern on your fourth year. Um, what functional areas were these experiences in, and did they kind of play a role in um, what you wanted to, to pursue within that fellowship? Um, so during my fourth year, I got the bulk of my industry experience, actually. Um, two of the main experiences I had was uh, at BMS, which is a commercial development experience. Uh, at this experience, it really gave me an insider view on what commercial was just on a broad level. And my other experience was at BGB, which was a medical communications uh, agency. However, they did focus on um, executing tactical strategies. These tactical strategies are usually given to them by the pharma company. And um, I was able to see the other side of just marketing. And I was able to leverage these experiences during my interview to get the fellowship I'm in right now. So I really learned a lot from these experiences and I used them to my advantage. Yeah, you know, there's a common theme that I also hear is that, you know, do I have to have specific um, experience within the, the functional area that I'm applying to? Um, you know, I don't have any experience in commercial. Can I, so how do I kind of leverage my experiences that are in pharma and kind of move that over into that specific function? So um, how did you leverage these experience to your specific functional area if some of your experiences were outside of that function? I think, you know, for those who don't have that, um, I guess, marketing or commercial experience, what really matters is the transferable skills. Uh, one of the big things are like, how are you able to collaborate? You know, how are you a leader? How do you execute on your projects? If you're able to talk about that, then it's very easy for you to kind of transfer the skills over because in these interviews, what really matters is how well can you talk about what you did? What did you, um, what did you achieve? How did you execute? You know, how are you able to deal with issues that came about? So these are all like transferable skills that you can use in pretty much any position. Um, obviously, having that experience in a certain uh, functional area is is amazing because then you can really, really talk to the position and you really understand what's going on. However, at the core of everything is there are certain transferable skills that every industry per, uh, uh, personnel has to have because in the industry, everybody works collaboratively. 
there's nobody that's that's just work working alone like a lone ranger it's not possible so if you can really show them with like you know the experiences that you have the projects you worked on and show them how you have these transferable skills then you know you can really leverage those experiences to get the position that you're looking for yeah and i completely agree you know i was fortunate enough to have some reg affairs experience um, prior to the fellowship cycle um, but I would say that 80% of the things that I leveraged during that, during my interviews were based on my leadership. And as you mentioned, you know, really focusing in on those transferable skills and seeing how I can attain these specific skills within the pharmaceutical industry and how I can leverage them moving forward. So I would agree 100%, but it's still something that we hear, right? So one question would be for you, from your perspective, how important would you say having an appy in your desired functional area is, as opposed to maybe having experiences in different functional areas um, and then bringing that to the interview? I think all experiences are very important uh, because you learn, you really learn if this experience is for you or if this functional area is for you or if it's not. Um, I think one way you can um, really leverage your functional area is, let's say you're in medical affairs, but you're still interested in commercial. You can, you know, tell your preceptor, hey, I'm interested in, you know, maybe a little bit of marketing and they can put you on projects that that focus on marketing and you can leverage that experience and talk about it during your interview. So I think it's just all about what did you do at that experience? How did you leverage it? Were you able to kind of go outside your boundaries and, you know, look for more experiences to kind of make you a more well-rounded candidate? And, you know, like I said before, you know, what a big thing is just transferable skills because <laughs> you have to be working in groups and working with a lot of people. So, um, yeah, um, it's important to have that experience in your functional area. However, if you don't, you know, there are ways around it, you know, which is just, you know, having those transferable skills and just asking if you can work in different projects that can help you gain those skills. Yeah, 100%. It's something that I kind of harp on as well is just be transparent with your preceptors, um, especially before you're starting these um, appy experiences. You want to kind of give them an idea of who you are and what you want as a final goal in terms of your career. And I think if you do that early, earlier on in the process while you're um, in these appies, it'll allow and give your preceptor some time to kind of think of projects and certain activities that you can use to leverage during your appy experiences. And I kind of want to ask you, kind of turn that over to you. Um, what's kind of one strategy that you use when you were on a rotation that was, you know, outside of industry to kind of let your preceptor know, hey, you know, I want to pursue a fellowship. How do I, how can you kind of customize, I guess, if you will say in a way, um, this, this opportunity for me? That's a great question, Brian. Uh, thank you for asking that. I think uh, for me, what I did was a week or two before my appy rotations, I'll send my preceptor an email telling them, hey, you know, I'm very excited for this um, for this experience. However, I am very interested in fellowship. So if you do have any projects that can, you know, kind of um, give me a leverage, give me an advantage, um, I will be very, I will be very appreciative. Uh, you know, during my first block, I was actually at a retail store. Um, I told my preceptor what I wanted to do. You know, unfortunately, they didn't have a project for me. However, somebody who worked at that retail store was able to get me in contact with uh, a friend of theirs who worked at a um, at a company. And that friend helped me out throughout my interview process, which is great. During my second rotation, I, I spoke to my uh, preceptor about my interest in industry. And because of that, she created a whole week, you know, kind of outside of the hospital for me to work on a safety team. And that really gave me uh, a different experience than a normal clinical rotation would have. But so I think it's very important for you to tell your preceptor upfront, hey, I want to do this. And that gives them the time to really think about projects that would work for you because your preceptor wants you to have a great learning experience. And 
if they know what you're interested in, they would want to feed that and, and allow you to go in that area. Yeah, um, I would. I I definitely agree with everything you said. You know, be transparent with these individuals, with your preceptors. Um, a lot of them, most of them, are really trying to look out and and put you in positions to succeed. And you, as as students, um, we should feel comfortable asking asking for these opportunities, just like I can stated. Um, you know. You're in, you're in commercial now, right? So you get a little commercial uh, every single day, kind of learning along the way. But you also had different experiences outside of commercial, right? Um, I know you were at BGB, mm-hmm. you mentioned. Um, and I'm if I can remember correctly, I know you also had some internships within pharmacy school. So do you believe that those different experiences have provided you with a different perspective um, now that you're actually in your commercial fellowship? And have you been able to kind of bring these skill sets along within this pro- within this specific function? Uh, yes, I think they gave me a, a, a perspective. Uh, first of all, the biggest perspective it gave me was like what I wanted to do. Like I said earlier, the, with the BGB, um, with the BGB experience, it was more of a medical communication agency. But I was able to spin that off and like work on the marketing side of things, and that really taught me just how a pharmacist can be implemented on the marketing team and like just how invaluable our experiences are. You know, when creating these marketing strategies. Um, so I was able to really leverage my BGB experience very well um, in terms of uh, my interviewing. Um, also, my symposium chair um, um, opportunity in school with AMCP. You know, I, I was able to lead a symposium, which is a conference at the school virtually. And just being able to talk about how I created that, that symposium, um, working with different teams to make sure that the marketing was done right, making sure that we got the speakers uh, on time. Um, these were like leadership skills that I had, like just being able to collaborate, being able to organize, being able to work on team, whenever conflict came up in terms of like, how much should we charge for the conference? There was a conflict with that. And like being able to work around that and still, you know, uh, provide a great conference for everyone. You know, these are skills that are very invaluable to these positions. So it's very important uh, for you to just use these skills that you learn from your positions and leverage it at your interview. Yeah, and and I think that's a an overarching topic, right? I think we should just go ahead and rename this uh, transferable skills because we've touched on that uh, many yeah. times. Um, and you know, it's it's invaluable to kind of be able to leverage these as you move forward. But we'll move to a subject where a lot of pharmacy students kind of always ask me a lot of questions, and you know, in fourth year rotations. You know, when you have pharma experiences, they're always great to leverage during the fellowship cycle. Um, did you use any experiences outside of, you know, these internships, externships within pharma that allowed you to exemplify these transferable skills within the pharmaceutical industry? Uh, yes, most definitely. Uh, during my time at um, Emory, um, I was on the head and neck um, cancer team. And, um, you know, one of my biggest things was uh, education, you know, educating the patients on not patients and the nurses on just uh, adverse, adverse events. So uh, what this means is I was able to kind of find a problem because I realized that the template that we used was, was, was old. And so I updated that template. So this is a way where I was able to, I found an issue, you know, I was able to solve that issue by just being a change initiator. So I changed the template from the previous template we used to a more um, recent and just more updated template for both patients and nurses to just educate them on the adverse effects that that, um, occur in patients who use certain chemotherapy agents. This episode is brought to you by the USC program and its respective industry partners, AbbVie, Arcutus Biotherapeutics, Gilead, GoVice, Kite, Mankind, and Neurocrine. 
These unique fellowships will promote the roles of PharmDs within the biopharmaceutical industry. Fellows will gain extensive hands-on experience through various practical activities within the company that will support their career development. If you're interested in finding out more about these fellowships, please check out the link in the description below. Yeah, and what I always say is that, you know, um, identifying that unmet need is something that's extremely valuable on a rotation. And that's how you leave a mark. And that's how you really create these experiences when you move into the actual fellowship cycle. Um, and as you know, a lot of our listeners are current pharmacy students, and they always have a lot of questions about fellowship interviews. Um, how was your overall experience when you went through interviews? And what advice would you give to students planning to go through the process themselves? Um. The overall experience was, uh, so first and second round was a little bit easy just because uh, we really practiced. Um, like for those of you who don't know, me, Brian, and one of our other friends, uh, Kyle Noonan, we went to the same school and every Sunday we would uh, come together and just practice our interview questions. I think the biggest thing is to make sure you're practicing your interview questions. Um, I would practice in the shower, I would practice in the car, I would practice wherever I could whenever I had free time. Uh, make sure I had my tell me about yourself down packed. Uh, another thing I would I would say is to make sure you know your resume, like your birth date. So if someone asks you a question, like if someone asks you when is your birthday, you can easily tell them when your birthday is. So if they ask you about an experience on your resume, you should be easily you should be able to tell them about that experience um, easily. Um, but the area that I had issues was doing the final round because I applied to a lot of uh, positions and having final round interviews, you know became challenging because some companies would give you projects to work on and you have to present it while some company wouldn't, but I had to do all those interviews within a two week span. So it was a lot, it was a lot um, around that time and also still had rotations. So that was a challenging part. The final round was mostly the challenging part. So I would say that, you know, when you're applying to these fellowships, you know, you should pick a healthy amount, which is around eight to 10. And, um, you know, um, just try your best with these interviews and make sure that you're practicing every day because it just gets easier as you practice and as you do the interviews, it gets easier and easier and, you know, you can answer any question on, on the fly. Yeah, uh, practice, practice, practice. I think uh, that is one of the most important things is just really preparing yourself for these scenario-based questions and kind of being able to speak to your experiences. I think identifying some letters of reference early on, getting that CV down packed, um, you know, before I would say September also would be a huge help. That way, once you move into September, you can kind of focus on practicing for those interview questions that Kenny mentioned. We used to hop on for an hour every Sunday for about a month. We did that just to go over some of our questions and throw some curveballs just to see how we would handle it. And I highly recommend that you all either get some mentors or some people that you're going through the process with to kind of help you along. Um, and now I just want to pivot a bit. Um, how would you say the fellowship cycle experience so like interviewing and having to balance rotation and that prepare you for your transition into the professional world um in terms of i think one of the biggest thing was being able to stay organized uh, because you know there's a lot of interviews a lot of webinars and also also staying on top of uh your rotation work because you need to <laughs> you need to do all the rotation for you to pass because if not you're not going to be able to you know uh, get your fellowship so I think one of the biggest thing was just being able to stay organized. And um, really another thing is uh, something that really taught me is just while I was interviewing, I was able to figure out if this company was the right fit for me. Cause you know, that's also very important. Um, I, a lot of times they say 
when you're interviewing, you're also interviewing the company and students don't believe that until you've actually gone through that. So um, the biggest thing was just, um, you know, me being able to stay organized and also me knowing, hey, is this the right fit for me? And is it not? And those are the two big things that I think um, helped me um, to transition into my profession, into the professional world. Yeah. And, you know, I agree with you. Like the transition into the professional world is a lot different than what I expected. So from your perspective, before I go on a tangent, because I have a whole spiel on this, what would you say stands out the most from being, you know, within that professional environment compared to when you were a student? I think uh, two things is uh, one is uh, it's heavy collaborative efforts that are going that are going on you're, you're collaborating with everybody in school you do collaborate once in a while but you know on an exam you're by yourself but <laughs> but you know here it's like um whatever project you're working on if you're trying to get a, a, a drug launched you're doing it in a collaborative effort everything is just collaborative so that's one of the biggest thing and uh the other thing is you know it's just the teamwork effort, I know it kind of sounds like the same thing as collaboration, but you have to work well as a team. If you don't have the right pieces that fit in your team, your project might not work properly, you know, and also being able to communicate well is another is another thing, because believe it or not, there are some little communication things that slip up, you know, in the cracks. And that little detail might be what um, gets your project, you know, either approved or or, 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 or not approved or whatever. So it's like, Communication is uh, one big thing and, you know, teamwork is another big thing. And also just the collaborativeness of the industry is uh, something that stands out the most for me in the pharma industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with all those things, too. You know, we're so used to kind of maneuvering our way into an exam by ourselves and kind of trusting maybe a couple people. But for the most part, we're going through that, going through it as as we would say, um, alone, right? I think another thing that I noticed between the professional world and being a student is that if I had an exam a week from Monday, I can decide to take Monday and Tuesday off and just forget about my responsibilities, watch some Netflix and not really pay attention to it. In the professional world, you know, once Monday rolls around, you kind of have to be on your A game and ready to roll with the punches. Cause like Kenny said, yep. <laughs> it's very collaborative. And if you're not on the A game, you're, if you're not on your A game, you are kind of the um, limiting person to your team. And as a fellow, you definitely don't want to be put in that situation. So I'd say from my perspective, that's kind of what I've noticed as well as, you know, just the collaborative teamwork nature of the pharmaceutical industry itself. Um, you know, this is a this is a very general question. Just because I want to get your perspective on this, if you can give an incoming fellow advice on adjusting to the professional setting, what would it be? Um, one, there's no such thing as a stupid question. Um, ask everything that you need to ask. Um, I think one thing is, well, I'll speak from my own experience. You know, I I, I feel like I need to know a lot of things, but it's okay that I don't know anything. Like, um, it's good to ask questions so you don't make mistakes. Um, and that's one thing I have learned because I didn't make a mistake during my first couple of weeks because I didn't ask a question because I thought I understood what what was being asked of me. So it's good to always ask questions and ask clarifying questions as, you know, that just makes the work easier for you. So instead of you making that mistake and having to go all the way back to fix it, you're wasting your time, you're wasting your energy when you can just ask that simple question that would have, you know, just uh, gotten you to where you needed to go to in the first place. Another thing I would say is being adaptable. You know, um, the industry is always full of changes and things that happen. 
um, you know, for example, I, I had to move teams um, at, at Merck. So just always being adaptable, being able to work with different people. That's uh, another big thing that I would say. So I say always ask every question that you have. There's no such thing as a stupid question and always be adaptable. And also another thing, too, is like, you know, you have a voice, you know, you're, you're from D, so you're a doctor. So, you know, because I know, like, when I first got in there, I was like, man, everybody here has, like, almost 10 years experience. So I, I feel a little bit, like, powerless. But the thing is that, like, the people on my team tell me, hey, your voice matters. If you have any, if you're thinking about anything, please let us know because you do bring a new perspective, a fresher perspective, you know, because um, they might have a set ways of doing things. But if I can come in and say, hey, what about this way? You can kind of open up can of worms and you can start thinking about oh these are different ways we can attack this issue so that's another thing just you know speak up no such thing as a super question and just always be adaptable yeah and it's kind of plays hand in hand with like you know ask as many questions as possible but also speak up because sometimes when you speak up you're really speaking up to clarify something and that's pr- i've noticed within my own fellowship when i do that the, the value that you can kind of provide for the team because kind of what you said, right? They get to they get to start thinking, why are we doing this this way? What are some loopholes that yeah. we can kind of identify? And thanks for asking that, Brian. I appreciate it because we never really thought about it like that. And that goes a long way. And also, don't spin your wheels. I was on a project when I first started, like a Kenne, and I was trying to figure it out on my own. And it took a lot more time than it should have when I could have just been open with my preceptors. And that's something that you're going to hear within a fellowship, uh, most fellowship, if not all fellowship programs, preceptors are, they expect you to ask questions. They know that there is this gap that you kind of have to catch up on. So I 100% agree. And I know we spent a lot of, we spent a lot of time, you know, talking about how you've been able to leverage your appies and transition into the professional world. Is there something or anything you want our viewers to know that we didn't have a chance to speak about? Um, I'd say just be yourself throughout the entire process. You know, um, being yourself is very important because then you can really find what, what, you know, really fits you. Um, you're in school to become a farm D, so you know you have you have the knowledge, you have the tool, you're smart, you're about to become a doctor. So just believe in yourself. And another thing is, you know, what's supposed to be is, is going to be for you. What's supposed to be for you will be for you. So you know, just just uh, don't be too hard on yourself. It's a top process. There are a lot of people applying, and if you don't get a fellowship, there's always jobs available uh, for you. A lot of jobs start opening up around like the January time period. Um, so, you know, your pharmacist, you're going to find, you know, the right position and the right fit for you at the end of the day. I know it's like anxiety, like <laughs> there's a lot of anxiety right now, but don't worry, you're going to be fine. In the next couple of months, you'll be fine. And uh, yeah, just be yourself and always find time for yourself in terms of take a break. If you're doing interviews, maybe on a Saturday, just don't do anything, but just do something fun for yourself. Like go to the gym or hang out with friends and just rejuvenate. And uh, yeah, so those are the main things that I'd like to tell you guys about. Yeah, and, and you you took the words out of my mouth. So I'm going to leave it right there. Um, a big thank you to Kenne. Um, your insight is extremely valuable, not only to myself, just to get your perspective, but also the thousands of pharmacy students that are listening across the country. So thank you for your time. Um, we really do appreciate it over here at IPHO. Thank you very much, Brian. Awesome. That wraps up our episode for the day. Thank you all for listening and we'll catch you next month. This episode is brought to you by the National Pharmaceutical Council's Fellowship Program. 
This program will provide high-motivated postgraduate PharmDs with a unique opportunity to learn the inner workings of a national health policy research organization supported by the U.S. pharmaceutical industry. The two-year program bridges the gap between health research and policy analysis and exposes fellows to real-world health policy and public affairs issues that researchers typically do not get elsewhere. Click the link in the description to find out more.